Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. It is January 31st, 2022. I'm your host, Q, joined by Saint. Saint, how are you doing on this lovely day? I'm chilling, man. We got a uh, storm coming here. It doesn't make me feel very happy to be in the Midwest, but you know, whatever. No, not at all. Um, it'll be eight to, I've never heard that, like, what, eight to 14 inches? I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I should hit the grocery store. They're working from home, buddy. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, man, possibly Friday. I'm definitely working from home. But um, yesterday, man, we had some NFL championship games, conference championships to be exact. Uh, the first game we had, we had Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City was at home at Arrowhead. And it looks like the Bengals were able to pull it off 24 to 27. Joe Burrow, 23 for 38, 250 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He even had Joe Mixon. He was in there rushing for 88 yards, average four yards per carry. And then also you had Jamar Chase getting some receptions and his other target, T. Higgins. Um, Pat Holmes, he was 26 for 39, 275 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, you know, he passed that thing around and got it to Kelsey Hill, um, Hardman, McKinnon, uh, some of his primary targets. Um, I say, I don't know if you watched the game or not or seen the highlights, but what are your thoughts on pretty much Kansas City kind of blowing it and blowing a lead? I think it was a t- uh, maybe 10 to 21 lead and they only scored three points in the second half. I mean, I'm a firm believer that if you only put up three points and you allow um, 21 points on the other end, you deserve to lose that game. Uh, they definitely crapped a bed. Uh, I I would roll in with Kansas City as going back to the, to the Super Bowl again, and I have to formally apologize to the Bengals because I didn't see them going this far. <laughs> with uh, with the inexperience that they have, uh, and I, I gotta give credit where credit is due, man. The boys play they asses off all playoffs. Now yeah, they, they can bring it home. Balling. And then I was kind of, I was on a roast about Kansas City only because we always say their defense is a little suspect, and they're going against Joe Burrow, who has all those targets. How was that going to play out? But when you have that particular lead going into the second half, there's no way you should take your foot off the pedal and let uh, a rookie, I won't even say a rookie, a two-year quarterback, even though it's Joe Burrow, um, was his first time in the playoffs come and pretty much say, hey, I'm here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've arrived. Yeah, you guys been to three Super Bowls in a row. Um, is that, has, has it been three or has it been two? It's been three. Yeah, and you know, and for them to unfortunately, you know, not be able to capitalize is it's a shame. Did you did you think that Patrick Mahomes was getting a little too uh happy foot, you know, in the pocket? It seemed like he was just running in circles, trying to get the ball off. Or is that just, you know, Patty just being Patty at the moment and he just kinda, you know, went against a good defense. I think it was just Patty being Patty at the end of the day. Um since last season, they've had a bunch of struggles as far as the offensive line and protection for him. Uh, but he's always been kind of squirrely back there. When he has the time to sit back and pick you apart, then um, he's easily the best quarterback in the NFL. But you get some pressure on him, then 
it changes a little bit and you can't get those deep routes down the field. And some right. of my OGs who are very critical of uh, the wide receiver play says that those guys outside of maybe Kelsey don't really run routes out there. They just are running angle routes, bend routes the whole time. So do you think that this is more of the offense to blame or the defense for Kansas City? Uh, I mean, the defense gave up all the damn points <laughs> at the end That's of the day. True, yeah. But uh, I think it's a combination of both. Um, if you can keep that offense off the field and put up points on, when you do have the ball, that makes it a little bit tougher and, and Patty ends up rushing a little bit more or pushing the issue a little bit more. Um, trying to fit passes in places that, you know, you probably shouldn't be. But that defense has been suspect for the better part of their run uh, as far as being the top team in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, if any weaknesses with the Kansas City Chiefs is definitely their defense, especially their secondary. Um, I think the only really like viable player is maybe Tyron Matthew. Yeah. And and pretty much everybody else. And you got Chan- you still have Chandler Jones on the defensive line, but yeah, you really don't Jones. have too many Chris Jones, yeah. And then you don't have too many uh others that's really the contributing like that. Um, so we got Cincinnati going to the Super Bowl since what, nineteen eighty nine? Yeah, yeah. They ain't um, been in the nineties. It's crazy to me. And they second, have a, a decent shot of winning this job too. They honestly do. Um, into the second game, we got the NFL, NFC, I should say, conference championship game, 49ers against the Rams. Rams were at home. Rams were able to win 17 to 20. Um, I mean, Garoppolo, a lot of people give him a lot of flag, but he played a, a decent game, 16 for 30, 232 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you had Debo, not only was he rushing, but he was catching the ball, four receptions. 26 yards on the ground. Then you have Matt Stafford, 31 for 45, 337 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, you know, he had his boy Cooper Cup with 11 receptions, 142 yards. Odell Beckham had nine receptions, 113 yards. So those are his two primary targets um, on the field. So let's talk about it. Let's address the elephant in the room. A lot of people from Detroit is rooting for Stafford. Um, and, you know, he's getting his shine. Um, this was a game, too, that 49ers pretty much had it. Um, it was, I think there were 7 to 17. Um, the Rams came and scored, got them some points on the board. And yeah, it was one of those situations where 49ers just didn't have enough firepower, it looks like, besides Debo and Kittle. Um, saying what you think about this game and do you think that Stafford proved that he is a top five quarterback? Uh, I mean, this is coming from me too and I've been very critical of that man. Um, <laughs> I have. I, I, I won't, uh, won't sugarcoat it at all. I've always thought that he was a little bit overrated uh, when it came down to it. Um, at this point, I do have to put him in the top five, uh, all things considered. At the very end of my top five, but still in my top five as far as QBs are concerned. And it's 
refreshing and nice and almost well-deserved considering that he was in that Detroit system for umpteen years to finally see this man getting a little bit of success. Um, just having the talent. I make this argument though, because we they, the argument was being made about him not having the talent around him. So uh, you had Cooper Cup and OBJ on what may be the back nine of his career. Are those two receivers more talented than Megatron and anyone else that he had paired with him? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So he had a line. Yeah, he, had, he had a line. I, I won't take that away from him in the defense, but let's not pretend like he had. He has more weapons to throw the ball to now. When you have arguably one of the greatest, uh, but he was catching passes on three, four folks at a time. It can't really defend that. Right, he did have Alvin Johnson. I mean, in one year he did have a decent defense when he had Sue and Fairley and them boys when they were playing at the top of their game, and you know they were doing good and had uh, Darius Slay as well. Um, I think that he's doing. He's he has a better structure, I'll say. Right, and probably most likely just a better running game. Uh, receiving wise, I'm you know you're gonna ask me if I like I, I love Cooper Cup, but um, I'm not you know comparing to Calvin Johnson uh, now not yet. And um, Calvin Johnson was, was just one of a kind. You had him. I mean. I mean, he just got a better structure right now, and okay. that's about it. But like you said, like better weapons, mm. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's debatable. It's debatable if you if you really because I mean, you had at one point, even though he was at the, the intel of his career, he had Reggie Bush on your squad too, right? Um, so you had some, you had weapons, and you had things. There was games that if you watched the Lions games. It wasn't because the, he didn't have weapons. It was because of some of the judgments that Stafford was making. He was making some boneheaded throws that, we, you know, scratch your head and people wanted him out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, like I said, congratulations to that man. He, he deserves it. Uh, the other day, he, he sat in the, the gutter long enough um, and getting trolled by me as if he cares long enough to now uh to to say that i made it to a super bowl so who are you taking that's the question i you know i picked the rounds in the beginning of the year i'm a, i'm a ride with them um might not be the wisest decision um but you know I'm just gonna ride with them, but I'm not counting Cincinnati out at all. Like they're playing on top of the game, and because the Rams, even though they have stars on defense, I noticed that the Rams get kind of like lax at days ago, and you can't do that against Jamar Chase and Higgins and those receivers he got. He he pretty much got almost got two number one receivers that he's he can throw to. So um, they they gotta be <laughs> they gotta be on their stuff, man, for right. real. Right. What about you? Are you going to go with uh, Rams or Cincinnati? I, I want to ride with Cincinnati. Um, mainly because they've been, just been playing out of their mind. And like you mentioned, uh, the big Achilles heel that comes when it comes down to the Rams, despite them having 
uh, AD on that front line there that's just godly. When that secondary gets to making mistakes, they get to pointing fingers. And mm. a couple of bombs going to those two number one receivers can have those boys discombobulated. I agree. Um, in other NFL news, uh, Thomas Brady was rumored to retire from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after a long, legendary career, but news have came out in the past day or two that he really has not made a decision yet that somebody might have leaked that information before he was able to really announce it on his own. Dang, let me ask you this. Tom Brady retired. We all know that he's going to the Hall of Fame, the GOAT, yeah. everything of that nature. Um, you think that Tom Brady should retire now? Or do you feel like he has um, you know, more years in him to play. I think he still has years in him to play as long as he enjoys the game. Uh, but you have to ask yourself what it, he doesn't have anything left to prove at this point. So um, what are you what are you playing for what are your goals outside of, of course, winning Super Bowls and things along those lines. But to have seven of them and to, to be thought of uh, near, far, close and every other direction in between as being uh, the greatest not just greatest quarterback, but the greatest football player of all time. I don't think he has anything left to prove. And he's doing it more for the love of the game at this point. So I think with that, once that love is gone, he might retire. But I, I don't see what he has left to prove, honestly. I agree. Um, he has some more years, definitely. But I think he just sees the writing on the wall with Tampa um, already. It's not nearly as structural wise as New England mm-hmm. although he's won the championship in Tampa Bruce Arians um, he's not a Bill Belichick and then also you know with what I've what I've heard Gronkowski be a free agent um, I'm, I don't think he'll go anywhere but with that the whole Antonio Brown situation um, him losing Godwin Godwin towards ACL uh, it, it's tough for him to maybe feel like he's got another chance. And then with all these quarterbacks that's coming along with these teams, you got Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes, Josh Allen, even though those are mostly AFC teams, he's looking at it like it's my window closing probably. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know what the man thinks, but that's what I'm kind of right. thinking. And, you know, he's like you say, he's done everything he needs to do. Um, at this point, he's just playing for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he has kids as a wife and I'm not a married man, but I know once the wife talks, gotta listen. So maybe, <laughs> maybe his wife was talking like, "Yo, uh, yeah, this ain't the move." Yeah, so, we need you home. Come on yeah, back here. You 45, sir. Yeah, uh, take me. Help me take these damn kids to school. Right. You know, um, not a bad place to retire though in Florida. So you know, right when life. folks go right. Yeah. So I think that. If he, when I heard that he doesn't really want the whole farewell tour and things like that, he kind of just want to just ride off in the sunset. I have that, but I feel like he deserves it. But if he not like he doesn't like all the attention, then granted, give the man what he want, he deserves it. You know? Are we giving Big Ben a farewell tour too? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did, yes, Big Ben did retire. He had a good career, you know. 
it, it's, it sucks because Tom is at the point where he, if he retires, didn't look diminished in his last game, even though they lost to um, the Rams. He didn't look diminished at all. He almost came back and won. Mm-hmm. Big Ben, for the past few years, man, been looking kind of terrible, man. So uh, I call it karma for all that shit he did when he was uh, oh. early in his <laughs> career that he got away with. Karma hit his ass. Yeah, he hit his ass hard, too. That's what his ass get. Man. If it had been anybody else, they'd have locked him up. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully, Tom Brady will hear an answer for him in a couple of weeks and figure out what's going on. Um, moving right along, uh, not a lot of NBA news is going on, but they did have some NBA uh, all-star selections. They were able to select the starters. And you had the Eastern Conference, you had the Western Conference. The East, you had Trey Young, Marta Rosen. You had Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. And then in the Western Conference, Steph Curry, John Morant. The surprise, Andrew Wiggins. Jokic. It was a Jokic and uh, LeBron, right? Yeah. It's only a surprise to you because I told you Wiggins is a dog. Wiggins kind of shut me up. And I used to be, you know, I was telling my friend Will, I was like, I was a huge Wiggins fan. I'm coming out of uh, high school, going to Kansas and coming to the NBA. Huge fan of him, but I would get so frustrated with him in Minnesota. But it, it looks like it wasn't, maybe it wasn't him necessarily the problem. He just needed to be in a better system where he's not the number one option. Right. So, you have any issues with the all-star starter selections? Uh, I would with as well as those Bulls have done I would have liked to see Zach Levine included in the starters me too absolutely yeah I would have liked to see Zachy in the in the starting five um D-Book did get a nod to start for the West right um so no. the, the Suns are number one in the in the East. I'm, I'm sorry, in the West, but they only they didn't get any um, starter. I don't think. I think Booker probably did, but most likely though, the coaches will probably pick both of those guards to be you know in the All Star game. But so the number one the team in the NBA <laughs> doesn't have a player representing in the starters. This is why I agree with Charles Barkley and. Fans shouldn't be allowed to vote. Or they they should be allowed to vote. Let me not say that. Their vote shouldn't matter or weigh as much as it does. Because these glorious yeah. people almost voted uh, Clay Thompson into the starting lineup before he came back. And they almost voted Kyrie. I would have been pissed if Kyrie would have got that. I'm like, yo, no. <laughs> no, come on, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of the um, the fans voting. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not I'm not big on it because I feel like fans are just going to go for the big name. They're right. not going to go for actually who's hooping, who's balling. Like you said, Zach Levine, he's balling. Like, I like Trey Young, but I don't think Trey Young should be a starter. No, he should be coming off the bench. Like, I would put – I would have put – LaMelo before I would have put uh, Trey Young to be mm-hmm. honest this year. Right. It's, be, it's because the Hawks are not 
in in a good position right now in, in the seedings and Charlotte's having a decent year. And like you said, Zach Levine is balling. I just I know he had a little small ankle injury or a foot injury, but there's no way that I would have picked Trey, Trey Young to start. No, I, he, he can come to the All-Star game without a doubt, but nah, nope. So they got rid of the – I actually like the uh, the pickup ball aspect of it where the two captains pick the, pick yeah. the starters and whatnot. So they, they do have it. Um, so what happens is they're going to wait till the coaches announce um, who they're going to select, and then they're going to have um, KD, even though he's not going to play. LeBron pick their teams and out of that batch, that's kind of what you know what they usually do to pick up game. LeBron is four and zero right now, so see what happens. Who gets um, drafted? Are they still thinking about doing that uh, the in game tournament or the in season tournament thing? Um, yeah, they were thinking about doing it next, possibly next year, but still trying to figure out what would be the purpose of it. You know, right. what would be the bragging? Is it bragging rights or whatever? So, um, automatic vision to the playoff. <laughs> yeah. Man, you had somebody like the Orlando Magic win or something. Right. Yeah. Get it something, maybe something like that. Maybe home court advantage for something. I don't know. Before we go any further, see. what's up with your Knicks, man? And they don't have a point guard. That's, <laughs> we got, Quickly, but he's not to me a traditional point guard. Kimba is just a scorer. Tibbs is like, yo, you can score, but can you play defense? Um, it's just bad, man. I don't think Julius <laughs> Randle is going to be staying too much longer because the fans are starting to turn on him because he doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut, just ball and just play. And then sometimes, as I'm watching Julius Randle, no offense to Julius Randle, I don't want no problems, but he's a little bit more isolation ball a little bit mm. and to me he has to learn how to play within his position as far as like being down in that post you're gonna hit the mid-range make sure you hit the mid-range while you're open and not force everything seems like a lot of stuff he does is really forced so yeah man that's the Knicks update and um I ain't got too much more to say <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good update there <laughs> Um, we heard rumors about James Harden possibly uh, wanting to leave Brooklyn Nets after this season. Um, he's not happy with the living arrangements in Brooklyn, and there's rumors of him maybe possibly reunited with Dan Morley from Houston days and him being the GM over there in Philly. And then also, you know, the rumors of him wanting to go to the Hawks. So. What is he going to do with the Hawks? <laughs> I mean, like strip clubs, man. Go to Magic City. Maybe that's the reason why, but <laughs> I, I think maybe that's more of the outside, you know, activities he might like. But let me ask you a question. I think you had said this when we first heard about this trade or would have been what, last year or so. Um, do you think it was a mistake for Harden to come to the Brooklyn Nets with the expectations of him, Kyrie, and KD playing on a full-time basis? Uh, no, I don't think it was a mistake. I think he, because they did okay uh, before everybody got hurt last season and was all of a, a couple of games out from the, the finals. So I think when they were out together, they 
it worked amazingly. It almost gave you vibes of uh, Warriors um, when KD was there. It's just there was nothing that you can do. You're just hoping that they missed. Uh, but I mean, I don't think anyone saw uh, the standardization for the vaccine coming along. KD got hurt and everyone just getting a year older and more wear and tear on their body. I don't think that he made a mistake uh, per se. I think he came out trying to get this hot ring so he can be in those goat conversations for what and and what have you. Uh, but I mean, sometimes it just doesn't play out that, that, that way that you want it to. Right. I think nobody could predict the demand day rules, especially in New York. Um, just kind of fortunate that Harden's not playing. I know maybe the idea role like he was playing last late last year. Um, him being a facilitator, you know, deferring it to Katie and Kyrie. Now he has to kind of get back in scoring mode. Oh, you know, it's a. I I don't want to say I see him leaving. You know, like trying to force his way out like he did Houston, but I do see him being a part of some maybe trade package, maybe with Ben Simmons. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I can see that happening just because I only does Philly get another piece to help him beat, but they can get rid of Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons can play with KD and you no know, Kyrie and help them, you know, defensively and maybe he'll shoot. I don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to with KD and him on the floor. I right. mean they didn't do nothing but sitting the paint on him, so it is what it is. We got some questions from the listeners. I was saying, you know, I'm gonna start. We got two questions for you, two questions for me. We're gonna start off with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to know how do you feel about Sean Payton supposedly retiring or leaving the New Orleans Saints as coach? He has been coaching with us since 2005, 2006. It has led them to a Super Bowl and was able to coach not only Drew Brees but players like. Boy, Mike Thomas, Kamara, and other greats that played at the New Orleans Saints. So what are your thoughts on that? I am happy to see him go. Uh, I feel like he's, his time as a whole has run its course. Um, and the system that he has in place works well with a quarterback like Drew Brees that could command the kind of respect from uh, the locker room that he was able to. Uh, I don't I didn't see it working with Jameis at all. And uh, Taysom Hill was more of just, I don't want to call him a one trick pony, but he really brought him in as a dual threat runner instead of actually throwing the ball around. I am happy to see him go. I appreciate the, uh, appreciate the title. Um, but I have an issue with uh, the lackluster performances in the playoffs there soon after. Every year after that, they were getting um, knocked out on some like fluke stuff, especially in the last what, three to five years, losing in, losing in the most ridiculous ways possible. So, yes, I'm happy to see him go. Are you going to still be a Saints fan? Definitely. That, that doesn't stop there no matter who the coach is i'm they'll have on my my golden black every chance i get okay um next question uh was who's currently young stars 
in the NBA do you see? It's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame, but might not in your eyes. You don't see the hype of it. Uh, I'm pissing some folks off. They got three. Uh, um, let me brace myself. <laughs> First one, LaMelo Ball. We're going to start with Melo. There is a ton of hype behind this young man. He is a great player. Hell of a basketball player. Uh, but I don't know if stat-wise and accomplishment-wise he'll end up uh, being able to make it into the Hall of Fame unless it turns into one of those things about popularity that gets him over the hump. Uh, number two, Luka Doncic. <laughs> Got to put him on there. Mainly because... Damn, Luka. Well, no, he came in halfway through his rookie season. They started calling him uh, Larry Bird Jr., the second coming of Larry Bird, and that was just disrespectful, and I've never really gotten over that. Uh, Not a ton of success in the playoffs. I don't think he's been out of the first round yet, and I'm not sure what and how you build a team around him to uh, maximize his, his talents. And I believe that he might be the reason why Coach Carlisle got the hell up out of there. Lastly, we're gonna go with Trey Young. Damn, Trey get it, getting it too. Yeah, Trey gonna get it too. I don't. So, what with what he's able to do on the floor is absolutely amazing. I don't see that being able to translate into long-term wins unless we have something similar like last year where everybody and their mother were getting hurt uh, in the playoffs. And he's usually neutralized if you can put a bigger defender on him, kind of like Philly was trying to do to him with Ben Simmons. If you throw somebody bigger on him, he's not... He's not as great of a playmaker to facilitate to get everybody else involved. And now that may change if they get the right pieces around him. But with the direction that the NBA seems to be going, the kids aren't really staying in one place for very long. So you have maybe a a two year window or so. Um, And I'm not sure that he gets that same green light to shoot on anywhere but the Hawks at this point in his career. So 10, 12 years down the line, I don't think that we're talking about uh, these three in the light that we're talking about them now. Wow. I'm a little taken back. Okay. <laughs> I was going to go for the low hanging fruit and take uh, uh, what's the kid's name from Utah? Gobert? I was going to take him, but he was just a low hanging fruit. He just if you push him 15 feet from outside of the basket, he can't do nothing. And mm-hmm. he's only great at defending the rim. If he has to switch out to the guard, he gets murdered all the time. But that was too easy. So I left that one alone. Okay. Interesting picks. Well, I got two questions. Um, one is kind of funny. The other one is just, you know, in general about sports. Um, I'll do the one that's kind of funny. Uh, they pretty much what you asked me about the Knicks. They said, "What made you a Knicks fan?" Because they're god awful. 
Uh, so I, you know what, man? It was one of the things back, I'll say the 90s, I always rooted for the team that went against the uh, Bulls. Always wanted them to win just because I probably was a Michael Jordan hater. I don't know if it was Michigan or Detroit in me, but I wanted Michael Jordan to lose. Didn't. I always felt like the Knicks always, besides the Pistons, gave him a lot of um, trouble as far as like, you know, being aggressive with him. And then I want to say probably 1998, 99, I think that's when I really became a Knicks fan. That lockout year when the Spurs won and they, it actually made me not like the Spurs. And then also I, I became a Knicks fan because they had Latrell Sprewell. Uh, Allen Houston, Larry Johnson, Marcus Camby, those boys, Charlie Ward, Chris Childs. Like, I started actually enjoying their little, you know, team as far as, uh, you know, playing in a garden. And I don't know. I just liked the Knicks vibe at the time. And um, you know, it's, been, it's been some tough years. So, yeah, I, I, I'm just. No bad I'm good. <laughs> and my boy Melo, when he joined the Knicks, I was very excited. I was very happy. And um, they were still ass, <laughs> <laughs> but I was st- I, in the meantime, I was I was just very happy about it. Even when Amari got there, I was you know actually happy until he you know got injured a lot. So, um, that is my my Nick story. Um, am I a Knicks fan now? Yeah, I am, but I just I just keep quiet now because uh, yeah, especially what Trey Young did to us last year, I just don't say too much. <laughs> Don't you talk about your Knicks all the time? I thought you loved him. I, I do, but I don't think it's the right time for him to be bragging about the Knicks right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next question for me was just like, do what other sports do I watch besides basketball and football? It's a great question. Um, I really, I mean, people might find this funny as well, but I watch hockey only because I sometimes use the betting app, the FanDuel app, and I might bet on a hockey game and might have to watch a little bit of hockey. Uh, Honestly, though, I'll say maybe sometimes I'll watch, I might put a soccer game on just to take, you know, a glimpse of it or um, baseball. I like baseball to a certain extent. I think I'm more of a the guys that when the playoffs come for baseball, I'll get more into it. Um, regular season, put you to sleep. It can. Like I've been in this baseball games and it's fun for the first what hour or so, <laughs> and then you kind of get really bored. Right. But um, sometimes I watch baseball, so I I'll say baseball and soccer to a certain extent. Mm. I'm saying say golf. Was it? I definitely can't make it through. I like the golf highlights. Actually, when I had a couple boys that are into golf, my boy Rob and my Ken, they they like to do golf. So I'm actually, um, you know, maybe one day I'll get out on the green. We'll see. Mm. Any last things on your mind? Anything that's, you know, is bothering saying in the world of sports? Uh, well, we did happen to gloss over the, um, the anniversary of, uh, Kobe passing, Gigi passing, and I think the 11 other people who were on, uh, that helicopter ride as well. Uh, but then I always feel conflicted because it's like, well, let's celebrate it. Really like celebrating the fact that somebody passed. Um, 
Yeah, it's so weird. That's two years already. Right, right. Where is the time um, going? And I texted you earlier today. There's just a thought of just going gray, man. It's, it just don't sit well with me. Getting gray in my beard. I'm having to die that and getting gray in my waves. Ain't the... <laughs> I'm getting, um, you know, I, I found a gray hair um in my facial hair and I plucked it out. It might have been a bad move. It might have been really a bad move, man. I'm I'm praying that nothing bad happens out of this, but um yeah. Like David Banner. Which I think it's just it's not that we're old. It's just that I think you know, we're just getting up there. You know, it, it, that's just a sign letting us know that hey you get in there and you on the way. You on the way to sit your own dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I mean if you look at Brian, if you look at uh even if you look at uh Draymond and seeing all of the the silver shining through in their beards and everything, it's like, huh, oh, guess it has been a while, huh? The music don't the music don't hit the same. Uh the clothes definitely don't hit the same because there's nothing about skinny anything that sounds like something I want to wear. Mm. Uh, get referred to as uncle all the time at the gym, old head. <sighs> it's just depressing. Yeah. <laughs> no. But you know what makes me mad sometimes? Like, I was doing legs the other day in the gym. Good leg day. Um, putting more weight on each time, which I'm happy about. Then like a day later, my ankle just start hurting for no reason. I'm like, I didn't tweak it. I didn't do anything to it. Why is my ankle hurting? That just made me realize like, yeah, I'm getting old. They said random aches and pain. They had to spend 15, 20 minutes stretching before and after. Tra- and don't get me wrong. You're supposed to do that. But I mean, when you believe you're invincible in your 20s, and a stretch. I, I really did. All them times I fell on concrete hoop and it's about to really uh, set. <laughs> I'm about to really feel it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, getting up, knees cracking and all this. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't even sound like this is fun. It sounds very depressing thinking about uh, stuff cracking and moving and graying and everything else like it, it ain't supposed to be. But that that's my grade. That's all. Right. Um, I have nothing else to add, but um, we can talk. Well, Let's just say I, I understand I am a Lakers fan too. Am I pleased with the Lakers? No, but I'd like to say shout out to Russell Westbrook for, although they lost, showing his ass um, against Charlotte was scoring 30 points and a half. First player to do that since Kobe. So I got to give you, we're going to talk about Brody. We're going to criticize him. We got to give him props too. So that, you know, that's my thing. Keep that same energy for everybody. We want it all. We talk about the bad that he's doing as well as the great stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, he had some bad games and things I'm like, I was scratching my head, but when he plays, he plays. So I got to give him give him props. Damn. That we do. But yeah, that, that's oh. all I got. Thank everybody for listening to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. You can catch us on all platforms that support podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're on there. And then follow us on our Instagram page, Roundtable Sports Podcast. Catch out funny memes and just little silly things we like to post. Man. We'll catch y'all next week.